So the disciples knew right from, uh, at least from Pentecost, that, that the resurrection of Jesus Christ was one of the most pivotal moments in all of history. We know these guys have been going through the ringer in these last three years that they have been with Jesus. There have been all of the, the great times of victory. There have been all of the, the moments when they, when they showed little faith and, and, and the, the, the failures that they experienced at the time. All of the opportunities that they saw Jesus do these amazing miraculous works and and within them their hearts were were rising up and rejoicing that this was the one that God had promised um, and then through the holy week of the of the triumphal entry of the 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 precious intimate time of washing feet in the upper room of the the last supper all the teaching that Jesus did in those times and then his arrest and the trial and his ultimate crucifixion. And then the burial where they saw his body put in the tomb. The fear that they had that, that perhaps they were going to be um, uh, taken as well. And, and, and they would lose their lives. And so being hidden up in that upper room, locked away. And then Sunday morning, the great promise the resurrection the discovery that he is alive and jesus coming and and meeting with them and then over the next 40 days that they had this opportunity of of having this intensive teaching time where jesus with with jesus as he spoke to them and helped them understand all the scripture of of how it was pointing to him and how they could understand what it meant uh when the prophets were talking about uh, what Jesus would do so that so that when it came to the time of Pentecost so we get to the uh, the moment when the Holy Spirit comes on them in power and and, and we are able to see and, and Peter has this opportunity to to proclaim his first message of what Jesus Christ has done it all pivots on the resurrection of Jesus Christ our celebration of of Jesus resurrection is is the central aspect of our faith in him and so he he spoke there in acts chapter 2 and if you've got your bibles feel free to to turn to acts chapter 2 um, and this is we're going to start reading at, at verse 22 and jump around a little bit this is uh, peter's message here as he's responding to the the accusations of the people of jerusalem as they are uh, seeing the 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 tongues of fire and hearing the 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 different languages that are being spoken and and the the great wind and the roaring of the holy spirit coming on the on the disciples and in Acts chapter 22, uh, Peter starts saying, Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst as you yourselves know. This Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified him and killed 
by the hands of lawless men. But God has raised him up, loosing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. And then dropping down to verse 36, let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him, Jesus Christ, both Lord and Messiah, this Jesus whom you crucified. Peter wanted people to know there in Jerusalem that, that this Jesus was indeed God himself just as he had spoken of throughout his time of ministry, but was affirmed by his resurrection. Peter wanted them to know that there was no doubt now that Jesus was God. All of the things that they had been told, the, the, the lies and deceptions that had come at them that, that caused them to, uh, to, to make that decision to, to call for his crucifixion. All of that was now cleared away, and it was now established for certain that this Jesus was God because of his resurrection. That's why Jesus had, had taught that, that, that the only sign that he would give would be the sign of Jonah. Um, we read about that in Matthew chapter 12 and uh, verse 39 when the those who were opposed to him were came to him and 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 uh, undermined his authority to try and say we, we want a sign show us some kind of sign after he had just done all of these amazing miracles they said no but give us a real sign something that we will know for sure that you are who you said you are and jesus said in verse 39 an evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Jesus' resurrection was the the stamp of the affirmation that he was who he said he was, that, that he was the almighty God in human flesh. Peter also knew that it was through Jesus' death and resurrection that, that humanity is set free from our sin. When asked what what must be what must be done as he had come to the end of his of his message there on Pentecost, and um, and the the people that were hearing many of them were broken in their spirit and recognizing their own sinfulness and they they said brothers what shall we do? And Peter replies to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Peter knew that it was through the resurrection of Jesus Christ that we have hope that we are now set free from sin, uh, that, that our, our penalty of sin has been dealt with once, for, once and for all, um, that Jesus' death wasn't just 
another good man that was dying, but rather he then by raising from the dead established once and for all that we would be set free and that we can now walk in the newness of his life every day because just as he was raised from the dead, we too in our sinfulness died and, and our old sin nature was crucified with Christ and we were now raised to new life uh, through our baptism and through our salvation, uh, through his resurrection, that we could now live a life free from sin. Paul proclaimed this life, uh, that, that this new life that, that came through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the promise of new life, wherever he went throughout the Roman world. And we can read about what he was preaching to folks in, in his uh, in Romans chapter 6, uh, Romans chapter 6, where he talks about this new life that we have in Jesus Christ, and he connects it so perfectly with the image of baptism, that imagery that we have of, of that uh, act of, of living out uh, the, the inward reality through an outward action. Um, we start reading in Romans chapter 6, verse 3. He says here, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now that we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. And for the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. He goes on then to say how we should no longer let sin reign in our bodies because we are dead to sin. It is the resurrection of Jesus Christ that shows that we now can also walk in the newness of life, free from sin, free from, the, from being captive to, to temptation and sin that will drag, drag us uh, further and further away from God. We have the newness of life uh, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The resurrection of Jesus also means that we have an eternal hope. Um, if it, 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 we read about that in Colossians, Colossians chapter 3, and we're going to be actually, that's going to be our next sermon series that we're going to be going through is through the uh, letter to the Colossians. Um, but this is a, 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 a document that is rich in the truth and the, the theology of our relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and in chapter 3 of Colossians, um, 
Paul writes this, if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So not only is the resurrection a, a, a proof that Jesus Christ was the Almighty God, is it, it's not only through the resurrection that we have uh, a newness of life, that we are dead to sin and alive in Christ Jesus, but it is also through the res resurrection that we have the hope of eternal life with Christ. That we can allow our minds to be set on things above rather than things here on this earth. That we can recognize that we are citizens of another holy nation. And that while we are here, we are just sojourners. We are just uh, travelers and pilgrims that are making our way to our heavenly home. All of that comes through the promise of Jesus Christ through his resurrection that we know that we will be in heaven. And that's why, as uh, Samantha read for us uh, from that great passage in 1 Corinthians 15 this morning, uh, the importance of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and starting to read it towards the end of the chapter in verse 50, uh, Paul here ties this all up for us, and he says, tells us that I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must, be, must put on the imperishable and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then it shall come to pass saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O oh, death, where is your victory? O oh, death, where is your sting? But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So death no longer has a hold on us. We no longer need to live in fear because just as Christ was raised from the dead, so too shall we be raised with him. And that is a glorious and wonderful hope. This is the message for you today. As we gather and, and remember Christ's resurrection. This time that we remember is, is the, the pivotal moment of all of history. That, that Christ in his resurrection has provided you the opportunity to know that he is God. That he is the almighty God who, who, is, um, 
who is the one who has created all things, who has given you the opportunity of, of knowing God personally in your own life and connecting with him, uh, that he is the, the God who has created all things and is making new life happen in you. Uh, you can also know that it's through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, because he has been raised, that you have been saved from your sins, and that you have been given new life that reflects his character in you. And then finally, uh, because Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead, you can know that there is hope for eternal life that you will be raised imperishable with Jesus to live for all eternity. Will you receive that today? Will you proclaim this truth in your lives and in the, the relationships that you have as, as you come in contact with people here on this Easter and on the, the days to come? Will you be able to let people know that it is because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ that you have new life in him? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful promise of Jesus' resurrection. That it is through him and his uh, rising from the dead that we have this opportunity of knowing who you are, uh, that we have an opportunity of, of being set free and given new life, uh, free from sin, and that we have this wonderful hope that we will be with you in all of eternity, uh, praising and worshiping you. Father, I pray that we would be a people that would not be ashamed of your resurrection, of not being afraid to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ's resurrection. But just like Peter and the apostles, that that would be our central message to our world today, that Jesus Christ was crucified, that he was buried, and that he was raised again to new life so that we could have freedom in him. Let us be a people of that proclamation of your resurrection and of your power, and of your promise. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.